Here's a psalm for you. Psalm 46. You don't need to look it up because we're only touching on it briefly. Psalm 46 verse 4 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. There is a river. It's a great psalm. If you get a bit bored of me speaking after a while, just turn to your Psalm 46 and read that instead. Um, it's, it starts off with, even though mountains are being chucked into the sea and all kinds of disasters are hitting me, and then there's our little verse about the river, and then it goes on about the nations raging and all kinds of things going wrong. But in the middle of it, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. If this was a kind of modern-day pop song, we could just dispense with the words because a lot of the words in songs nowadays don't make a lot of sense, do you? Try making sense of Stairway to Heaven or whatever else you're into. You You don't want to think about the words too much because basically a lot of them don't make sense. But this is the word of God, isn't it? Then if it says there's a river then believe me, there's a river, isn't there? Yeah, you with me? There's a river. And the purpose of that river is to make glad the city of God. That gets me excited. In fact, everything in this verse gets me excited because it says there's a river that will make the church here in Southport glad. God's purposes are to make us glad in him. More than that, it goes on about saying it's the city of God. And to be honest, I could come up here on a Sunday and just have a great time talking about the city of God. And then it says that that's the holy place. You know, we could talk about that, couldn't we? This is the holy place. You know, we're not just rolling up for a kind of bit of entertainment and a performance. We're coming into the very presence of God, yeah? And we need to measure up our life and say, you know, can I really come? Can I just stroll in to the presence of the holy God, into his holy place, And then we could talk about it being the place where God dwells. Isn't that extraordinary? That we're not just a kind of club, a society that happens to sort of believe in Jesus and we kind of, it's a support group for you all, but the presence of God is here. God, we can't see him now, of course. Can anybody? I'd just like to know. But you can't see him. But he's here as real as the person sitting next to you. He's here. We could talk about that, couldn't we? We'd have a great morning talking about the presence of God. And then we can talk about him being the most high. He's above everything. Your difficulties, your problems that you're struggling with, he's way above that. The crisis in the world, the wars and things, he's way above. He's the most high. We could talk about that all packed into that one little verse. Isn't the scripture amazing? So I'm just going to focus on this bit about the river that makes the city of God glad. All right? Last time I was speaking here, which was, I think, beginning of November sometime, God had gripped me with the way that Jesus stood up on Uh, It was a festival day in Jerusalem, and he stood up on the last greatest day of it, and he announces to the crowd, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, out of his innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. We talked about how that's not just little 
splashes of water. God's plan for each one of us is that we're people of rivers. And if we're not there yet, that just shows we've got more to reach into God for because he wants you to be a kind of person that rivers of supernatural power are flowing. When you meet people on the street, when you meet your people at work, you are dynamic in the spirit of God because that river, he said, which is about the spirit, is flowing from you. It can flow you. You can impact the people around you in an incredible way because of what Jesus has done. And one of the keys to that is being very thirsty for him because nothing in God just happens like that. You've got to really want it. You've got to really crave for it. Yeah? And the other thing that I, to be honest, I just brushed over it last time. I didn't really notice. But it's he who believes, he who believes as the scripture has said. So God's looking for a people of faith. There's a lot of verses in the scripture that have, it's a kind of promise, but there's a prerequisite. I'm a project manager. I know about prerequisites. This has to happen in order for that to happen. Yeah? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You can't just take the, yeah? Yeah? There's lots like that. Just look for them. Just always be looking. What's God looking for from me? And then he's going to bless me. The thing about the river is that you can't expect a great outflow of the river, a torrent, unless you've got something coming in the other end. That's just the way rivers work, isn't it? If you block up the source of the river, it's all going to dry up. You need to be sharp in the spirit, but when you are, when you've made yourself an open channel, when you've really reached out to God, stuff's going to start happening because the spirit can flow through you. The, it, the outflow is absolutely dependent on the inflow. So last time I spoke about the outflow of that river, and now we're going to look at a river flowing into us, which is fantastic news. There's a river flowing into us if we're ready to believe and work with that. May and I have been watching a series on Net, I think it's Netflix, but other channels are available. I'm not sure which one it was. It might have been Amazon. Um, about Alexander the Great. Who's seen that? Has anybody looked at that? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I wouldn't have watched it, but May's son said, that's probably good. Should we watch that? And I really got into it. It's an incredible story, Alexander the Great. He's a young man who comes to the throne suddenly because his dad's died, and his passion, his vision, he just, he, it was only Greece, and Greece isn't a huge country, but his vision was, I'm going to conquer the world, and he just sets out, and he invades Turkey, and he's vastly outnumbered his troops, and he just walks through Turkey, and then he thinks, I'll stop off, and I'm going to conquer Egypt while I'm here. I'm not going to go off into Persia just yet, so he goes and conquers Egypt, and, and then he goes racing off through the rest of Turkey, Iraq, Iran, and so on, just invading and conquering. It's an extraordinary story, and he comes to Babylon, and he basically just walks into it. Nobody can stop this man. That's why he's Alexander the Great. 200 years before that, Babylon fell as well. This is a long way of getting to the story, but stay with me. Babylon fell 200 years before that, the, the king at that time ruling on behalf of his father was Belshazzar. 
Remember the story in Daniel, it's Daniel 5, and Belshazzar's having this wonderful party, and the writing appears on the wall. Mini, mini, tekel, ufasin, which means basically a kingdom's been counted and it's divided, and tonight you've had it, new people are coming in. And what was happening there was that the Persians were invading. Babylon, still with me, we're going to talk about a river. Babylon is a rectangular, oh, Babylon, complete, beautiful rectangle. They really measured everything very carefully in those days. It's pristine, yeah? And right through the middle of it is the river Euphrates, just bisects the city. And it's a huge river. It's, I couldn't find out the width, but it's, it's similar to the River Thames. It's a, it's a cracking river, yeah? Right through. And what the Persians did to invade it they diverted the river higher up in the mountains. And the people in Babylon didn't know uh, that their river was just dropping and dropping. And so one night it got down to waist high. And that's when the Persians basically just walked in to Babylon down the riverbed. And nobody was ready. In fact, the Babylonians were having a great party as we know from Daniel, as we know from other historians as well, Belshazzar was just having a bit of a knees up. The whole city was having a party. So they couldn't even hear the screams of the people dying because they were having a party. And the point of this is that if we let that river, that inflow into our lives drop and drop and drop, there comes a point where without realizing it, we can be so open to the enemy, yeah, that the crisis comes and you can be having a bit of a party you don't even realize, but you've dried up, yeah, you've dried up and the enemy can come in. We don't want to be in that position. We want to keep the river of God flowing, don't we, yeah? We want torrents. We want torrents of the Holy Spirit flowing into our lives because from that, we're going to be able to reach out to the nations around us and the people around us, yeah? That's what we want. So we're going to look at the inflow. And I came across this by accident, really. Uh, God was showing me a verse for the year, and I turned to that excitedly and began reading that. And as I do with the Bible, I get really enthusiastic about it, and I read the previous verses, and then the previous verses, I read the whole chapter in the end. And there at the beginning of 55, I found some interesting verses that tie in beautifully to Jesus standing up at the temple and saying, is anyone thirsty? Yeah? So we're going to have a look at that. Um, I could put it up on the screen there, but it would be a different version from what I'm reading, and I'm going to read it from a real book here. Uh, look at that. I like having a real book, you know. I know everybody uses their phones, and I use my phone a lot too. I've got every version that you could ever want on my phone. Um, I've got concordances. I can look up the Greek in here as well. It's a fantastic tool for studying the Bible. And that's good. But at the same time, this phone, I've got Facebook on it. I've got games on it. I've got WhatsApp on it. I can be reading the Bible on here and suddenly a message pops up. And I think, oh, missed it. And I'm away. Yeah? Whereas this one, old-fashioned pages, doesn't happen with this. It doesn't have pop-ups. 
I just open this and I'm in the presence of God. There's something special about it. In a way, I don't want to get spooky about it, but this, this is her holy place in here, yeah? But there's a verse somewhere in the Bible where it talks about when, you, when you're going to pray, go into a secret place and just shut the door, just you and Jesus, yeah? And that's something that I think you're not always going to get with this. Now, you might, it might be just a generation thing, so don't be under any kind of condemnation about it. But there's something special about this. I know I'm going to meet with him here without distractions. It's the real thing here. Yeah? Okay? So I'm going to read it. Now, we haven't got the same version as mine. uh, And I want to read it in this because this is my Bible. Uh, So just listen to the words. I'm going to read the whole of the chapter, even though we're only really looking at the first few verses. Because it's the word of God. And it's more important, the word of God, than anything I could say, isn't it? Really, really. If you get something out of the scriptures that I'm reading, that's God's word to you. The rest is kind of embellishments from me. I hope the Spirit is having some impact on that. But just listen to his his word here. As it comes to us from Isaiah 55. Okay, verse 1. Ho, everyone who thirsts, Come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. I'm going to stop for a minute. In your Bible, your mobile phone, whatever it is, do you have the word ho? We have one ho. A lot of verses, versions miss it out. It's in the Hebrew, this. It really annoys me. The Hebrew for ho is hoy, and it's in there. And what it is, he's picturing it like a marketplace. And God has set out his stall in the marketplace. And he's saying, hey, roll up. Come on, gather. Come on, come close. Ho. Yeah? It's important. He's trying to get your attention this morning, you personally, God is trying to get your attention and speak to you and say, are you thirsty for me? Ho, yeah? Each one of you. Are you thirsty? Are you really thirsty? I hope you are. I've known the Lord for a very long time. Jeff's known the Lord even longer, perhaps. I don't know. We've known him for a long time, but are you still thirsty, Jeff? Are you still thirsty, mate? Desperately thirsty, yeah? Yeah. And thirsty for God? Yes, thirsty for God. Thirsty. We're thirsty people for him, aren't we? Yeah? So that hoe is important. God's trying to get our attention. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. What an offer that is. Why do you spend, God asks you directly, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Why are you doing that? Listen carefully to me, he says, and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear to me and come to me here and your soul shall live. Down to verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. 
let him return to the Lord. That might ring a bell with someone here. He will have mercy on him. For my thoughts, wonderful verse this, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Since we serve a God like that, do you think it's important to get in touch with him and find out what his thoughts are for your life? Yeah? We really oughtn't to be running along on our own thinking, my thoughts are these. I've got to get a job. I've got to work on Sundays. It's a bit tough, but I've got to do that. I've this and that. Don't get me wrong. Some people have to work Sundays. I don't mean that. But you've got to listen to God. That's what he's saying here. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And then in verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they don't return there, but they water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Ooh, that, that grips me. God's got things to say to me that are going to help me accomplish what I want to in my life, what he wants in my life. It's really key. It's really important to find out from God what his thoughts are. And then the final part of the chapter is the verses that God gave me for the year. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace, and the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn will come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that will not be cut off. God's got fantastic things planned for each one of us, but it's not automatic, yeah? There's a great outflow, but we need to have the inflow. And it's going to be quite simple because there are four things right at the beginning of this chapter where God tells us about seeking him to find out what his plans for us are yeah? on a daily basis. So let's turn back to the beginning. And we'll just read it again. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Isn't it great? This stuff is free. Isn't the grace of God fantastic? Yeah? We don't have to earn anything. We just have to get up on a Monday morning and seek his face. And he's there, ready to speak to us. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Let's just think about thirsty for a minute again. David, in the Psalms, didn't know the experience of salvation that all of us have experienced, yeah? But he was a thirsty man. He was a king, he was a warrior, he was a great man, a poet, amazing man. But he says, Psalm 63, Oh God, you are my God, early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. We're so lucky in our land, aren't we here? You just 
turn on a tap and there's water. There's no reason for any of us to be thirsty. And we're just conditioned. We just go and get ourselves a drink. Why ever would you be thirsty? You may find people, Jeff, I imagine in Africa where it's a different situation altogether. But we're so privileged. We hardly know what thirst is about. But David knew it. He had been out in the desert. There's a great story. Isn't I've got to just divert a little while. And David's so thirsty in the desert that his key soldiers, his right-hand men, the best heroes in his army, hear that he's thirsty and, and they think they have a plan. They hatch a plan, don't they? And they go to Bethlehem, which was in enemy territory. They sneak about. It would make a great film. And they sneak about. They, they get to Bethlehem and they find the well. And he grew up in Bethlehem. So this is his hometown in enemy hands. <coughs> and they get water from the well in Bethlehem at risk of their lives. And then they have to get through all the guards and things on the way back and so on. And they finally get back to David in the desert. And they give him this, this water. And it's a great story because he's actually so moved by this, so that they'd risked their lives for his thirst, that he pours out the drink as a, an offering to God. Um, he knew thirst. He wrote, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul, I'm just like that God, my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? Could you write something like that? Could, is that something in your heart? Where, where can I go? Where can, where can I get? So I want to do something in my life today that's going to mean that I meet with God. I can't wait till the prayer meeting at Wednesday. I'm going to be right now, Monday morning. I want to. I've got to do something to meet with God. That's tough, isn't it? I bet you don't always feel like that on a Monday morning. But it's not to beat us up, but it's just there's levels in God that all of us can aspire to, we can attain to, we can say, this year is going to be different. I'm going to stir up that hunger inside me, that thirst for the living God. Another, another psalm. David wrote this, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yes, the much fine gold, and sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And moreover, by your word is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. David understood the value of this book. Many years ago, I was sort of, uh, uh, I, I guess, dare I say many years ago, I was a middle-aged man. Dear me. I guess I was in my 30s. And I was, I was, I knew I had to do Bible study. And, and I was opening it most days. And it was just kind of dry. It was difficult. Uh, and I thought, this is ridiculous. I, I, I know that this is the word of life to me. 
And I want the same heart as David. And so I just asked God to do that for me. I just prayed, please, Lord, this has got to absolutely live to me every day. Somehow, will you wake me up, change me so that I see it? I put the Bible back down. And I thought, well, I've tried. And I came to it the next day. And something the next day had changed. I began to see stuff in it. And, uh, and the same happened the next day. And really since then, and now as you can see, I can't read just one verse of 55. I've got to read the whole chapter because it's just brimming with things, yeah? So just ask God. It's a walk that you have with him. Just say to him, please, Lord, make me thirsty for your word because I need to have a river flowing into my life. Okay, so there are four things on offer from God's great market store this morning. He mentions being thirsty for water. He mentions milk and he mentions wine. And water is actually two things, so I'm counting it as four altogether. Four things that we are going to make key in our lives as we study the scriptures so the first thing is that these, these words in here are water to a thirsty soul. I wish that God had put some physical kind of thing into us so that we would physically feel something when we're thirsty for the scriptures, when your body begins to crave it. Because you know, you wake up in the morning and you're feeling thirsty and think, I'll just make myself a cup of tea. Or in my case, I think I need to have a glass of orange juice. So that's what I start my day with. And then about an hour and a half later, I begin to think, it's coffee time. And I make a coffee. We've all got different stuff. But you know that, that very quickly, you want another drink. And then by lunchtime, I'm thirsty again. I might have another coffee or I might have a cold drink of some kind. Your body's just telling you, isn't it? It's, you're... you're you're not just going to suddenly die of thirst without your body telling you. And wouldn't it be great if you had the same kind of alarm bells built into you that when you miss out on the word of God on a Monday morning, that I don't feel right, there's something strange. I think I need to get out the word of God and read a few verses. That would make it so easy, wouldn't it? Yeah? We don't have that. It's spiritual. But... Isn't it exactly as important? Yeah? And how long can you survive without, without any kind of fluid? Three days maximum, I believe. Yeah? Perhaps if you're, you're eating things, you get a bit of moisture from that. But basically, three days, you're going to be in a very bad way, probably after day one. It's that important. And yet we think, well, this week I've been very busy and I haven't really had time to open the Word of God. And... If we could see ourselves spiritually, God can look in and, and, and he sees things beginning to misfire and go wrong inside you spiritually because you're not feeding on the word of God. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? And, and I just wish we had that kind of spiritual barometer to say, oh, I can see now. I'm, I, I really need to get into the word t today because I hardly had time yesterday uh, to spend any time with God. It's that important it's really, really important that we feed on this regularly. Okay. Um, something else that's just worth mentioning. You know those David Attenborough 
programs where you, you see the wildebeest going over the plains and it's been raining and the places are, are just grass everywhere and flowers and lions hiding in the bushes. Um, and the poor little wildebeest are, are, are a danger, but they've got as much water as they want. Yeah? But six months later, the dry season has come and those poor little wildebeest, uh, they've got a little muddy puddle, haven't they? But they still go there. They know they've got to drink. They've got to get there. They can see crocodiles lurking there and lions waiting, but the poor deer has got to, it's got to drink. It's that important. And they'll drink anything. And you look and think, how can that muddy thing that they're slurping, how is that, how can it help? You know, you can pick up the word and you can read through the genealogies in Numbers or something. You can read through Revelation and you can hardly understand anything you're reading. But you're reading, you're feeding on him. You might not notice that it's even doing anything, but it, but it is doing something. It's doing something in the spiritual realms. It's all important. Don't just stick to the verses that you like. Try wading through. You can go through Leviticus. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to you, but it's the word of God. It's supernatural. It does stuff, yeah? We know this because at the end of Revelation, it even says there's a blessing on Revelation if you read it. It doesn't say if you understand it, if you can write essays on it. It just says if you read it. So read it. Doesn't matter how muddy the water is, it's still good for you, all right? It's life, this book, and you need it. There's another thing that water is, and it's refreshment, isn't it? Yeah, on a hot day, I've been mowing the lawn, and I've got to have a drink. And it's just wonderful to sit down in the shade after I've done sort of about once up and down my lawn. I'm beginning to feel exhausted, as you can imagine. And I've got to sit down and have a drink. And it's just, uh, it's just great. An ice-cold lemonade, perhaps something like that. It's refreshment. And Lord wants you to come to the scriptures like that. And just when you read it, read the Psalms or something, there's so much refreshment in. He'll feed you in that. He'll, he'll recover you from, you know, begin to feel down and difficulties of life and so on. There's refreshment in there from the Lord. You know in Psalms 23 it says, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. On a hot day, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. That's Psalm 121. Okay, that's water. Milk is also on offer here which is about nourishment, isn't it? Yeah? Nourishment. If we're going to grow as Christians, we need this. Don't let it all be secondhand. Don't just sit in meetings and listen to people like me. God's got stuff to say to you through this. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. Like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. My daughter has a little, he's 
toddler now, to be honest. He's walking, but he's been a baby for about a year or so. <laughs> and there's no way that baby is going to let anybody forget that he needs his milk regularly. It, yeah, you can't compromise with a baby. You can't just say, look, baby, just sit there and watch Peppa Pig for a while. It's not having it. Uh, the, the baby needs to be fed. And the scripture here, the Holy Spirit just says... Like newborn babies, crave. Don't let anything get in the way of your time with God. Crave it. It's really, really important. Be passionate. Be hungry for God to speak to you. It's the same as with drinking, that physically I need to eat regularly. We sometimes go to Pippin's for our breakfast, it's a very late breakfast because we like to lie in on a Saturday, we go for a late breakfast and Pippin's, this is a plug for them, uh, well worth it, it's a, it's a cracking breakfast you get there, a really big plate full of stuff uh, and quite often because the scones and things look so nice as well, even though we haven't got room for it afterwards, we have a scone as well and then sometimes David or Siani comes out and chats to us and say, would you like another scone? And we think, go on then I can't really but yeah go good yeah we will yeah yeah and amazingly when we come out of there feeling that we'll never need to eat anything again ever in our lives by tea time we're beginning to think hmm, a bit hungry now could do with a little something or other <laughs> I want to be like that with the scriptures yeah I, I want to be on a Sunday morning studying Isaiah 55 and then when I go home afterwards think oh my goodness I'm hungry again I've just, got to, I've just got to sit down and read a little bit of something or other. Yeah, Feeding myself constantly with the word of God is so important. So, just some tips about that. First of all, we read novels just by starting at the beginning and going right through, don't we? It'd be a bit strange if you thought, um, I, I like detective things, for instance. And if I picked one up and thought, well, I think I'll start this one in the middle on chapter three and um, uh, somewhere down there because there's a, some interesting phrases. It's not going to make sense. We but why don't we do that for the Bible more often? There's nothing wrong in just sitting down and spending a few hours on a Saturday morning with a cup of tea and just read right through some of this like a book, yeah? Why not? It's going to bless you far more than a detective novel, yeah? And, of course, sooner or later you run into Numbers or something or Leviticus and it starts getting heavy going. Never mind, just skip those bits, crack on into Joshua and so on. Read the stuff that goes on there. And all of that is feeding your spirit. And although it's just stories there and maybe you think God really is a New Testament God and so he's waiting for you to get into the Gospels, there's great stuff in the Old Testament to feed you today, yeah? Right today, the story of Daniel, the story of Gideon, the story of Joshua. They're great stories. Just get into it and read it like a book. Why not? Uh, you can do a deep dive as well, but watch out for this. That, and, that, and I fall into this trap all the time. That I, I, I take it as an exercise. I get so excited about one verse that I'll start looking it up in the Greek and everything. And uh, in the end, it becomes an academic exercise. Uh, but really, God's saying, hang on, I want to speak to you about this. Yeah? So when you're reading, even if you're just reading it like a novel, just be listening all the time. What can I learn about God? What's he saying to me about this? What example is there I can follow? All of that's important. 
It's really old-fashioned nowadays, but memorize the scripture. In my Sunday school days, under Mr. Grice, memorizing scripture was really important. And so now, I've got things that just are in my head, fixed in there. Uh, I don't know the references, of course. Who does? <laughs> but the words there to feed me, yeah? Really important. And so I can be doing my project management. And then at the same time, I can be thinking about a verse about the faithfulness of God. And it just blesses me and feeds me. It's really important. Memorize it. I, if I can't get to sleep sometimes, lying awake at night, I try and remember something like uh, John chapter 1. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and, and so on. And I just try and remember it. Or even Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, how good to just have that in your head. Recently, I've just been thinking about the doxology that says, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's in my head, and I can just think about that during the day. Isn't that extraordinary? The grace of God be with me today. The love of God. And he's a God that wants to fellowship with me. He's a God that says it's Monday morning. But I'm waiting for you, Malk. I want, I want to spend time with you this morning in the word. Yeah? The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Okay, so commit it to memory. You can go through a theme if you like. You can look at every occurrence of rivers in the Bible. If, uh, you know, there's all sorts of ways of spinning it. But the key thing, what's God saying to me today? On a Monday, on a Tuesday, what's God saying to me through this word? It might be something very simple, something more of a blessing. Who knows? But I want stuff in coming into my life like that. And finally, this is great. And it's typical of God, isn't it? That he's not just after the really important, you've got to have this, guys, because otherwise you're going to die spiritually there's wine. He says, come on, I've got free wine here. Excellent. He's after gladness, isn't he? That river that we spoke about at the beginning is a river of gladness to the people of God. And I think as you begin to really fall in love with the scriptures and spend time in them and study them and listen to God, the outcome of all of that is you become a really happy person, yeah? There's gladness, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and I'm not going to be silent, yeah? We sing that. God's after that. That's why at the wedding, he converts all the water into wine. He's interested in us having a really great life. I am come that you might have life, and life more abundantly, yeah? Hallelujah. He's a God of blessing and abundance and richness in his provision. So just in closing, another psalm for you, Psalm 36, verse 8. This is actually a song that we used to sing back in the 80s, I think, so we won't try singing it again, but it's great when songs just follow the words of Scripture exactly, and it's so easy then to learn them. But Psalm 36, verse 8 says this, How precious... Oh, Lord, is your unfailing love. We find refuge in the shadow of your wings. 
we feast, Lord Jesus, we feast, don't we? We feast, Lord Jesus, from the abundance of your own house and drink from your river of delights. For in you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. As we read this word, you're going to find that rivers of living water flood into your life. They really will, yeah? The Spirit's going to come as well. And an anointing of the word to bring you into a better revelation of himself as you study it. And then something amazing is going to happen. That Because there's a great torrent of water from him coming into your life, you're going to find it's very easy then to let that water go, flow through you and impact the world. Yeah? So we're into, we're people of inflow, aren't we, this morning, yeah? We're going to reach out to him and expect more from him. Father God, we just thank you for your word. Such a precious gift to us. Thank you so much for giving us this word, this Bible. And I pray, Lord, that for each one of us, Today might be a turning point, Lord, that we'll see even more in it than we've ever thought before, that we'll see yourself, that we'll become more like you as a result of you feeding us, and that from that, Lord, you'll give us, give us strength to reach out and touch a needy world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.